hello there and welcome to the midweeks with pastor rob i'm coming back to you after having a short hiatus last week and i want to talk today about the word of god i was just in my uh, devotional studies this morning and i'm very sensitive when i'm reading the bible about what the bible's own attitude towards the word of god is you know there's lots of people have different opinions about what the word of god is and how trustworthy it is and what we should do with it in our lives but i want to actually hear what the bible has to say about itself and particularly i want to start off with what is jesus's attitude towards the scripture that's the most important um place for a Christian to start. What does the master think about the word of God? And so this morning I was just reading through the gospel of John. I'm in chapter 15 and I caught Jesus doing something very interesting in that chapter with the word of God and with his words. And so Jesus is talking about the the vine, okay? He's the vine. The father is the vine dresser. And we as believers are branches in the vine. And he's encouraging us. He's commanding us to abide in him. That's the main word from this section of scripture, abide. He says this in verse four, he says, abide in me and I in you. Now, this is such a great picture, just being together. Um, Relationships are about time and being together. Any healthy marriage is about time and being together. Healthy parenting relationships are about time with parent and child and being together. Um, It's about proximity. And so this is so important. You know, why do people have vacations? Is it just because they want to go somewhere warm? Well, you can have a hot shower. You can turn the furnace in your house up to 25 degrees if you want to. You can crank that place up. But what we want to get away for vacations, usually to be with people. We want to have special time alone with people and really abide together. And so Jesus is um, calling us to one of the greatest heart needs of a human being is to be with God, to abide with God. And he says this awesome, awesome call. He says, abide in me and I in you. And he's saying our relationship that is possible is is called to be so intimate that I'm actually in you and you're actually in me and we are abiding together. And this is just, this makes a heart sing. This just stirs up my desire. Oh, Jesus, I want to abide in you. But And he goes on from there and he says, you know, whoever um, abides in me is going to bear much fruit. And that touches on our desire to be fruitful and productive and useful to the master. And he promises, this is how it happens. You abide in me. He also warns, he says, if anyone does not abide in me, they shrivel up and are thrown away and thrown into the fire. And these are, so it's a harsh warning. If you won't abide in me, you're going to become useless and we're actually going to be separated. So this is a major, major, major idea, abiding in Jesus, staying close to Jesus. But then he does something I noticed, very interesting in verse seven. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, whatever you wish, ask for whatever you wish, excuse me, and it will be done for you. And so when I read that, I thought, well, hold on a sec, Jesus. Is this a bait and switch? What's going on here? Usually you say, you abide in me and I abide in you. That's what you said before. And so that's why I'm imagining things here. But now he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So what has he done? He's not just saying, and I abide in you. He's saying, and my word 
abides in you. My words abide in you. Then you can pray and God will respond to your prayers. And so I'm very sensitive. I'm noticing something's going on here. What is Jesus's attitude to the word of God? For himself, his own words abiding in a believer, in a disciple, is equivalent to him abiding in a believer or in a disciple. This is part of how Jesus abides in somebody is that his words come to us and we treasure them, remember them, savor them. It abides in us. And so Jesus is not drawing a line between what he says and who he is. He's not like us. We sometimes say things we don't mean, especially when we're angry. Sometimes we make promises we can't keep, especially when we're promising big. This is Jesus, and Jesus, as the perfect man, the Son of God, never said anything he didn't mean, never promised anything he couldn't fulfill on. His word and who he is is 100% um, the same. He only speaks who he is. He only has said what he means. And so when he says, I want to abide in you, he can also say, my words need to abide in you. And there's no real distinction. There's tons of overlap. And so I'm saying, wow, look at Jesus's attitude towards the word of God. When the words of Christ dwell in me, and I love them and I keep them and I believe them, that is the same as Jesus Christ dwelling in me. And it goes on from there. He says, the next verse, my, by this, my father will be glorified by us believing in Jesus's word and thereby the father responding to our prayers. Um, the father's glorified and we bear much fruit and so prove to be disciples of Christ. So when we bear fruit, we bring glory to the father. He answers our prayers and he's glorified. Verse nine, the father has loved me, so I have loved you abide in my love. And so here's another abide word. And oh man, doesn't that just whoo, touch your heart? you like, I want to abide in the love of Christ. I don't want to leave. I don't want to forget about it. I don't want to lose it. I want to dwell in the love of Christ. And so how does this happen? Well, the next verse, he says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So this is what Jesus is thinking about the word of God. He's saying, when I was on the earth, I knew God's commandment to me. I knew it from scripture and the prophecies about me. I commune with the father and I abided and I kept his commandments. And that's how I abided in the love of the father. I did what pleased him and I loved what he instructed me to do. I loved his word. And so that's how I abided in his love. And so he says, you, I'm calling you to the same life that I've had with my father. I want you to abide in my commandments. And that is the same as abiding in my love. If you'll obey my commandments, you won't reject them. You won't think, oh, that's just something we don't have to pay attention to. Or those are just the words of man. Or that's just enculturated stuff from 2000 years ago. And we need to update it according to our own culture. No, if you keep my commands, you will abide in my love. And so I'm very sensitive to how Jesus thinks about the word of God. And for him, his words were so perfect and flawless and right that the only way to really abide in his love for who he is and who he really is, is that we take his commandments, what he said, what he's instructed us to do. And we say, oh, I want to keep these. And we set ourselves with God's help by his grace, by the help of the Holy Spirit to obey his commands. And that is 
how we experience his love. And it's not like we earn it. And it's not like it's a law. It's a relationship thing. If we reject the commandments of Jesus, then we've rejected him. It's just, it's a relational thing. You can't abide with Jesus and reject his instructions and reject the life he's called us to live. It's just impossible. And so he says, if you keep my commands, and they're good commands, they're wonderful commands, they're the best commands. If you keep them, you'll abide in my love. You'll stay close to me. You won't reject me. And you'll experience my love for you, just like I did with my father. He says, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So what is G- what are Jesus's thoughts about the word of God and his word? He speaks them for our joy. He calls us to obey his commands for our joy so that we can experience his love. He says, let my word abide in you for your joy. He wants our joy to be full. And so if I want to have the fullness of the joy that Jesus wants for me, I need to really treasure his word. I need to have uh, as high of a, a, a treasuring, of a valuing of the words of Jesus as he had for his own words so that I can really, really, really believe it and really, really, really receive the joy that God has for me. And then just in case we're worried that the commandments are crazy, the commandments are bizarre, you know, stick a stick a spear in your eye, something bizarre like that. He says this, this is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. Um, Is anybody angry? Jesus said I had to love people. Doesn't he know these people I'm called to love? You know, we might feel like that, but the call to love, it's a great commandment. And the call to love the way Jesus has loved us, that is a great commandment. And so this is a hopeful thing. This is a joyful thing. But the thing I want to emphasize today is look at how Jesus thinks about his words to us as the word of God. Him abiding in us can be replaced with his words abiding in us. His words abiding in us is like the same thing as him abiding in us. And how do we abide in his love? By obeying his commands, by keeping them, by treasuring his word by responding in obedience to his word is how we abide in his love. This is a wonderful thing. And I hope to do some more midweeks on the word of God. But if I can say anything today that I want you to just put into your brain as a nugget, this is it. Jesus's attitude about his own words was so high that that his words abiding in us is the same as his, him, he himself, excuse me, abiding in us. Now that is a great attitude towards the word of God. And may Jesus help each one of us to love his word, to abide in him, to obey his commands, and to walk in his love for his glory. And amen. Be blessed, friends.